the 8th of November, 2007, episode 90. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. We had something recently at my work called uh, Customer Care Week, and uh, it was like this big celebration thing, which most of it was pretty actually lame, but they sent out this email that had, you know, kind of 10 things that people generally do wrong with customer service, and I thought it was a really good email, so I wanted to go over some of that stuff today because I think, you know, us as designers, when we try and go out on our own and, and have our own business, we don't always know what to do on the customer service side, on the sales side, on some of these things that are more related to business because let's face it, we're not business people, we're designers. So I want to go over some of that and also wanted to talk about um, how to treat your goals kind of like a project to help you get through them and, and actually complete them and uh, get, get the things done that you need to get done in your career and in your life. And that's what we'll be talking about today. I want to start off by thanking everybody for tuning in. Thank you, those of you that subscribe and uh, catch the podcasts every week or every other week, I guess it would be. And uh, just thank you guys for for spreading the word about this here podcast. And uh, if you don't know that you should do that already, that is called the Telefriend Program. I just ask that if you know any other designers or anybody who's interested in design, anyone you think that would benefit from listening to this podcast, please uh, just let them know how to get it, where to get it. Uh, that is rookiedesigner.com slash rookie. And, uh, you know, I put up all these great resources for people to take advantage of. So it makes me happy when people do take advantage of it. So please uh, let anybody know that you think would be able to take advantage of it. Uh, the other program we have is called Ushare. Uh, I haven't had one in a while, but if anybody has any recording equipment and you can record me a, a WAV file or an AIF or even just an MP3 and throw down some of your thoughts on some topic of design, then I'd be happy, very happy to play it on the show and discuss it. So uh, if you have the capability, you can do that. If you don't, you can also just shoot me an email or send me a Word doc or an InDesign doc or anything. Just send it to me if you want to have a, a specific topic that you would like to hear more about. And uh, we can discuss that on the show. Uh, the contest. We are running a contest right now for many wonderful prizes. The grand prize is a Bamboo Fun, which is a Wacom tablet. Uh, it's not the big, super huge ones, but you know, it's a smaller one, but it does the job. Uh, I was on one of those, I think it's like a five by six or something like that. Four by five. I was on one of those for about four years and the thing did me right for sure. And, uh, they're, they're a lot fancier, a lot nicer than they used to be. So that's a very nice prize. I also have a bunch of books, the books that I've been reviewing, uh, on several different topics in design, and also have a few DVDs that have tutorials on them that will also be given away. So uh, if you want to enter this contest and you haven't done so already, what you need to do is go to rookiedesigner.com. And on the top tab, you're going to see one of the links says support. You want to click on that one. And when you go there, you're going to see a big long button that kind of goes across the top. And it says take the survey now. If you click on that, it should open up a nice little survey underneath the button in kind of a brownish color. Uh, if you take the five, 10 minutes to fill that out and press send, you are automatically entered in the contest. So you might want to do that. And, uh, 
yeah, I ask that you, you guys fill it out completely. It's all just so I can get information about how you listen to the show and what you like and don't like about the show and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, again, if you do that, then you're entered in the contest automatically. You need to enter in the contest before December 1st. That's when I'm going to have the cutoff. Um, I've gotten tons and tons of entries already, so definitely get yours in. And once again, we'll go until the end of November. December 1st will be the cutoff for that. So get them in ASAP. All right. Finally, this podcast is being brought to you by GoToMeeting. And GoToMeeting gives you some great software that can really save people some money, people in your business or people that you might work with, maybe freelance or something. But basically you're paying one single fee. And for that one fee, you can meet several, several times. And when you meet, you're basically being able to show everybody everything that's on your desktop, everything that's going on on your computer, because they log in through an internet browser and they can see what you're doing on your computer. It's very simple, one click and everybody's up in there and you can start showing them things on your computer. You don't have to explain things like you do over the phone. And again, you're just paying that one fee to meet as many times as you want. So if you wanna check that out, you can go download it, a trial version, for free for 30 days, you just need to go to this URL, gotomeeting.com slash tech podcasts. That's gotomeeting.com slash tech podcasts. You go there and you fill out a little form and you'll be able to download the software and check it out. So definitely do that. All right. So to start off, uh, I wanted to go over this document that I was sent by our customer service area in, in my business. And our customer service is pretty big. We do, uh, for those of you who may not know this yet, we do GPS and diagnostics for cars. So basically we're kind of like a, kind of a mix between a low jack and a scan tool that you would hook up to the engine and be able to get readings on different diagnostic information. So we do that. We do it wirelessly and we can track cars and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we have to have a pretty big support staff because we have our whole website that needs, you know, people need to be able to use it. And if they have problems, they need to be able to call somebody. We're obviously not going to be dealing with this kind of volume, but I think there was some good points made in this thing. Some of them I agree with, some of them I don't. I mean, as far as what we do at my job, I'm sure they're all relevant, but kind of pertaining to what we do, where it's pretty much just most of the time us working one-on-one -on -one with someone, with a client, then some of these things aren't really going to uh, make sense for us. But I thought there was some really good stuff in here. And customer service is one of those things that, you know, you really, if you're not good at it, your business can can fail miserably because people like to be treated well. You know, I think we did a, a whole episode about, you know, the lack of customer service out there these days and just kind of went over the fact that if you don't practice good cu customer service, then you're not going to be keeping your clients. They're going to go to somebody else. Even if the work isn't as good, you know, they may, they may go to a competitor who's nicer to them. So the first thing on the list here is untrained staff. And that kind of goes along with what I was just saying. Um, we're not necessarily trained in customer service. Just like we're not trained in sales, we're not trained in business. We're trained in design. We solve design problems. All this other stuff, you really have to know it if you're going to be, you know, starting your own business and, and hopefully succeeding in that business. But these aren't things that you're just going to know offhand. And they're, they're not things that you're really going to be taught by anybody unless you go through some kind of courses or something. But being totally untrained probably not a good thing for us. 
we need to, you know, at least read up on it a little bit or just try and practice being nice to people. Um, cliches like the customer is always right are things to remember there, uh, even though the customer is not always right. And we know that because, uh, you know, we have to deal with that all the time. You still need to be very tactful when you're talking to people, uh, which takes us to number two, trying to win the argument. Not a good thing to do. Uh, even if you know you're right and they're wrong and they're going to, you know, screw up the project miserably, you need to find a nice way of telling them, Hey, you know, if we go about this, then X, Y, and Z is going to happen. And the project's not necessarily going to go in the direction that you're wanting it to go in rather than, uh, no, we can't do it that way because that's going to fail horribly or you're completely wrong and I'm right. And if we do it your way, it's just going to mess up everything. So just, I think maybe one of the first rules would be you need to be tactful. You need to know how to talk to people, know how to kind of tell them things in a way that they want to hear them. Even though you're trying to tell them something that they don't want to hear. Um, you never want to try and win the argument. Uh, one of the third ones that they have on here or the third one is inaccessibility. And that is not being accessible to your customer. And this I think is kind of a big one. Uh, I know I've been guilty of this in the past, but people trying to ask you questions or they're trying to tell you that things aren't going right. And if you're not right on top of that and, and trying to solve that problem as quickly as possible, then people are going to get turned off. People are not going to become repeat business for you. If you're constantly, it, it seems like maybe that's not the case, but it kind of seems to them like you're actually dodging. You're trying to uh, dodge the question or, or, you know, get out of getting in trouble basically. So you definitely want to make sure that you're always accessible to your clients. And, you know, if you're not going to be accessible for a certain amount of time, absolutely tell them that. I always tell my clients up front, I do have a full-time job. I work eight hours in the daytime. You may not be able to reach me then. Sometimes I do. You know, I check that email every once in a while. And, uh, you know, sometimes they can ask me a question in the middle of the day and I will jump right on it and, and get them their answer. But if you absolutely cannot do that, then you need to let these people know that. Same thing with uh, if you're going on vacation, you know, I usually let clients that I know that, that do regular business with me, I let them know, Hey, I'm not going to be around during this time. And that's good for, you know, whether you have a project going or not, because they might want to start a project right when you're on vacation and here they come and they're going to try and call you and you're not there and they don't know where you are. And so they go to your competition because they can't get a hold of you. So always a good idea to, to keep your customers informed of what's going on with you. And if you're not going to be able to be accessible to them, but definitely, you know, when we're talking about things like customers having problems or having questions for you about a project, maybe about a quote or something, you really, really got to be on the ball with that stuff. Cause the, the quicker you are, the more you jump on that stuff and really tackle it, then they're going to respect that. They're going to know that, that you're really there to serve them. You're there to make sure everything gets done in a timely fashion and they don't have to worry about that. So make sure you do that. And, uh, I think you'll keep a lot more of your customers. The next one is standing by your policy. And this is kind of where you draw the line in the sand. Now we don't want to, we don't want to draw, we don't want to put a brick wall up. I think drawing a line in the sand is a better analogy here because you want to be able to erase it sometimes and move back. But the whole thing with this is the whole thing with standing by your policy is not to at the first sign of a struggle, erase that line and move it back. 
and give them more leeway. You want to set up, you know, a certain area where you're comfortable working in, where you're comfortable helping people out in and really stick by that because the more you give, the more these people are going to take from you. People I've said this before, people are cheap. People want to get more for less and it's, it's just a fact of life. So the more you give them, the more they're going to take from you and you're going to end up losing on that deal. You're going to end up working more, making less money and basically wasting your time. So you need to make sure that, you know, you have a certain stance on all the issues that you might face with a customer and try and stay as firm as you can. Now, in some cases, maybe it's a huge client that you absolutely have to have. Then maybe you can buckle a little bit, but for maybe some of these smaller companies that you're saying, you know, I could live without you maybe, or, or maybe this project isn't as, as important as some of my other clients, then you really need to, to stand firm with those people and make sure that you get what you need out of the job. Next one on the list is unfulfilled promises. If you promise one of your customers something and you don't do it, then that obviously ref reflects badly on your business. Never something you want to do. And we've said this before as well. And I think it was in, in regards to deadlines, never promised to have something done by a deadline. If you can't have it done by then. In fact, the general rule here is to make sure you add tack on another week or tack on another couple weeks or a month or whatever it is you think you may in some case need to get that thing finished on time. And then once you have that long deadline, then you bust your ass and you get it done even quicker than that. So you can deliver before the deadline and it makes you look even better. They don't really know, you know, how long it's supposed to take you. Therefore, this is where you're in the driver's seat. You need to make sure you know how long it's going to take you to do something. And, uh, like I said, add on some extra time to that because they don't know, they don't know the difference. But when you set a deadline and then you come in ahead of it, that's going to make you look good every single time. Now, same thing, uh, you know, with anything that you're having to promise these people, you want to over promise, not over promise. You want to under promise, sorry, and over deliver. You want to deliver more than you did. So if that has to do with, you know, maybe some of the deliverables that you're actually giving them, of course, you don't want to do that too much because now you're starting to give away free work, but the idea, the general idea behind all of this is to under promise. Don't, don't make these huge promises that you don't even know if you can complete. You under pro promise and you over deliver. Next one on here is poor record keeping. And this one, this is probably one of those ones that doesn't directly relate, but we can kind of relate it in the fact that, you know, you need to really control all the interactions that you're having with your customers. Um, I usually like to set up a, a folder in my email client for each of my clients and make sure that I keep all those things. If they're having problems or if you're going back and forth on something, you don't want to be deleting those emails. Now you can always go dig them out of the trash, but now we're wasting time, right? So I like to keep everything at least until that project is done. I actually keep it well after the project is done just in case they had a question about something or maybe they come back saying that, um, you know, I asked you this question and you never answered it. And then you can go back through your emails and find the, the one that you sent to them and be like, well, I sent you this answer and you actually even replied to it. So, you know, obviously we're not going to throw it in their face at that point, but you can get yourself out of some sticky situations. So I think 
as far as record keeping, I think that's a, a good a good one to practice, which is keeping all the emails or all the communications that you have with your your clients or whatever. And that would absolutely include things like the contract that you sign. Um, another good one is that, that we can relate is if you have them sign off on drafts or on proofs or anything, uh, those are absolutely things you want to keep around because there's a reason you do that so that they can't come back and say, I, I never signed off on that. Um, but good record keeping is always going to help you out in that respect that you're going to have something to take back to them and say, uh, yeah, we actually did experience this problem and here was our solution. And, uh, it's all there playing for you to see. So, uh, make sure you practice good record keeping. Uh, the next one is the runaround and this one probably not going to happen too much. Uh, this is talking about when somebody calls a customer service and they kind of get passed on to, you know, some other organization or some other section, some other person after that, and they just keep kind of going around in circles. Uh, in most cases, we're dealing with just one person. It'll be us and the client, or uh, maybe we have some kind of middleman person that, that runs that kind of stuff for us. But in most cases, I don't think this is going to be a problem with us, but absolutely don't, don't pass the buck. You know, even if you have somebody to pass it to, try and figure out the problem, try and solve the problem for the client yourself. And I think they'll appreciate that a lot more and they'll, uh, they'll definitely give you more business in the long run. The next one is called email online cop-outs. And this is, this has to do with like form letter type of stuff, but also it talks about email and how email is kind of impersonal. And, and the other thing I'll add to this is email isn't really all that productive. Sometimes it can actually waste a lot more time than just simply picking up the phone and talking to somebody because you have to wait for them to respond and then you respond and sometimes they have to go do something. If you just have a five or 10 minute phone conversation with somebody, sometimes it can be a lot easier to solve a problem that much quicker than waiting on each other to, to get emails back and forth. So I think that's the main one that would really relate to us. Uh, again, I don't think we're going to be sending out any form letters anytime soon, but uh, you definitely don't want to do that. And you know, if you can avoid using email, sometimes email is better. You know, sometimes it's better to, to not bother the person and to let them answer in their own time. But if it's something that you think can be worked out very quickly, then, you know, a, a five, 10 minute phone call is usually the more productive way to get that done. Uh, one of the hugest ones on this list is failure to listen. And this I think probably happens more than anything else because, you know, we're trying to do what we, what we think the client should do. And they're usually telling us something completely different. So we, we somehow have to mesh those two things together and not listening to what they want to do is going to be your biggest mistake because that's basically going to be just you telling them what they should do, which kind of goes back to those first ones we were talking about where, you know, they're, they're not going to want to hear that. So you really got to listen, you know, even if you think what they're saying is, is not relevant or is going to ruin the project or whatever it might be, you still have to find a happy medium in there and you have to address the things that they want. And if you're not going to do the things that they want, you need to have good reasons for not doing so. But in most cases, you're going to try and implement some of the things that they want to see in their designs or whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, to do that effectively, you have to listen to them. And, and we already know this because we've, we've gone over the steps of how you have to do your research and how you have to really pay attention to what they're looking for out of the designs that you're going to make for them. Otherwise you're failing already. 
your designs are not going to be good. They might be good, but they're not going to be functional and they're not going to be what the customer wants. And thus that's going to make them go to someone else. So make sure you listen, listen carefully. Uh, I know it's hard sometimes, but uh, that's definitely an important one. And the last one is forgetting the basics. You never want to do this. It says, please and thank you. Uh, we're sorry about the inconvenience if you do something wrong. Uh, one thing that I've said before too, uh, what, what, what was it? It was uh, somebody had asked me to do something and I was kind of like, yeah, I think I can. Never use that phrase. Never think, always know. So you, you always want to be absolutely for sure. I can absolutely do that in this span of time. Make sure that you can and you're not over promising, but you, you want to use those, those stronger terms that let the client know that you have the confidence that in yourself that you can get the job done. You can get it done on time. And, you know, if anything goes wrong, you definitely need to apologize for it, even if it's not directly your fault. And, you know, please and thank yous never hurt either. You always want to be very proper, very businesslike because, you know, you're running a business here. You may be a designer, you may be, you know, crazy tattooed up, crazy hair, but you're still running a business here and you need to conduct yourself in a business-like fashion. Otherwise, people aren't going to give you business. So, uh, yeah, I thought those were pretty, uh, pretty good points there, though. And uh, we can always use a nice little lesson in customer service. And let's move on to the key command of the day. The keys to the game. Our key command for today is a pretty basic one. comes from InDesign, uh, but it's something that you might be using quite a bit. You probably do. Uh, if you ever need to change your document after you've already created it, after you've already made the new one, you're already working on it, and you, you figure out, oh, I actually needed to add something to the bleed, or maybe you got the dimensions wrong. To get into the document setup on the PC, we're going to press Control-Alt-N-P, and on the Mac, that is command option NP. That again is to get into the document setup in InDesign. By the way, I think that's the same thing that you press in Illustrator. So I've been talking a lot lately about goals. When we were talking about organization, uh, organizing your goals and prioritizing your goals, uh, just, just the fact of having goals. And hopefully you do have some goals, otherwise, uh, I don't know what you're really doing. I mean, everybody needs to have a goal of, of some sort, something to strive for, something to achieve. And uh, there's lots of different kinds. You know, we said there's there's smaller goals that aren't going to take you as long and you're, you're going to be able to knock them out very quickly. There's going to be those big ones too that are maybe your ultimate career or something like that that are obviously going to take a lot longer and a lot more work. Uh, I was talking to a friend recently though about about goals and and really kind of how you go about achieving them especially those big ones and I, I got to thinking we've been talking a lot about how we tackle a project uh, a free a freelance project or just a design project in general and I really think that a lot of these keys that we go over can really kind of fall over into how we try to achieve those goals and I said one of the most daunting things about anything, about a big project, about a huge goal that, that we're reaching for, is you look at the the thing as a whole big picture and you're, you're thinking to yourself, there's no way I can do this. It's going to take me forever. Uh, I'm going to have to learn X, Y, and Z. 
I might have to spend all this money. You know, it's, it's very, it's a very daunting task when put in front of you as a whole. And I think that's why you need to try and break things down into smaller pieces, break it down into tasks that you you can accomplish faster, maybe easier. And it's going to help you because you're going to be able to start those smaller tasks because starting some big giant thing that you're going to uh, embark on, it's going to take you a couple years, obviously is, is scarier than something that maybe will take you a couple weeks or even just a month. So breaking things down into smaller steps, which we've said before for projects is a good thing. I think is a great thing for trying to achieve your goals. Um, I guess I'll just go ahead and share. One of my goals is actually to become a teacher as a profession and maybe not just a teacher, maybe actually to, to teach at seminars and, and things of that nature. So that's something that I set. That's a goal that I set for myself. And I think it's very achievable. I think, you know, obviously I'm already on that path doing these podcasts, but there, there are steps to that. And there's certainly a lot of steps that I have left, but I took the first step by kind of putting myself out there, you know, putting myself out in a new medium to where I can get my voice out and I can hopefully teach people stuff, which I've been told that I have. And by doing that, I'm taking that first step. Now that was an easier step than me trying to go get certified in something or me trying to go get a teaching credential. This was something that I could do on my own. It didn't cost me hardly anything at all. I could put myself out there and people could listen or they could not listen. So I really wasn't going to fail by doing it this way. It was, it was an easy step for me to take. And then once I, I took this step, then I took the step with quick tips and now app clinic to where now I'm going to, you know, start to actually show people techniques that I use and teach people that way. And it, it also obviously teaches me more or keeps me up on my skills with audio and video, but also, you know, I'm getting out there and I'm saying, okay, I'm going to share with you the stuff that I do when I work. So I'm kind of putting those two pieces together rather than just talking theories about, you know, what happens at work or what we should be doing in design. So those are just kind of my, my two examples there of taking smaller steps. Now, what are the steps that are going to be coming up for me? A lot of them, you know, I, I, I'm going to need to get certified at some point. If I want to be teaching people, you know, techniques and software, I need to know pretty much everything there is to know about that software. Right. So that's something that I need to do. And that costs money and that takes time, takes studying. Uh, one of the other things I had planned on doing is releasing my own series of training videos. So that's, that's kind of another stepping stone that I made for myself. So if I go through and I do a lot of research on say Photoshop and I put out, you know, maybe a five, six hour series of Photoshop training videos that in turn teaches me a lot more. And now I'm one step closer to being ready to, to getting certified in Photoshop. So I think you really need to try and break stuff down into smaller steps like this and, and the biggest thing I think is to not try and do everything at once, which seems to be my problem all the time. And I always talk about this. I think I brought up in the bullpen a couple of times. Don't take on too much at once because you're going to end up failing because you're going to, you're going to get in over your head and you're not going to have the time to take those steps in the right order. Like you wanted to in the first place. Now, you know, the problem with me is I've taken these steps towards training 
yet I also have a full-time job and I also freelance on the side. So, you know, I don't have much time for that research that I need to be doing or for to, to record the videos that I want to record. So this is where you can get into the problem. That's why I say break it down into smaller steps, smaller achievable tasks that you can take on one at a time and knock them down and then eventually be taking those steps and end up where you want to be. And, uh, I don't know. I, I just think that's uh, the best way to do it. And it's probably, it makes the most sense to me and it makes it more achievable, especially because in most cases you are going to have to have supplemental income. You're going to have to have a full-time job while you're doing it. And you're going to have to maybe do some stuff on the side sometimes, but just try and keep it under control and make sure you have enough time. Uh, we talk about budgeting your time when we're doing a project. You have to do the same thing here. You have to know how much time am I going to need for this? Okay, I have you know A, B, and C to do. Am I going to still have that time left over to to really you know take that next step towards my my ultimate goal there? And if the answer is yes, then you're budgeting your time well. I think maybe another thing that we can pull from the whole project analogy is when you actually come to a certain point or a certain stage in the design, usually you're going to go back and show the client and say, do you approve of this? Are we still going in the right direction? I think a little, uh, this is obviously going to come from you, but I think a little bit of self-analysis sometimes get yourself some stopping points and it'll probably be after these smaller tasks to where you kind of reflect on what you've been doing. Look at the path that you've been going down and make sure that that's still the path that leads to your ultimate goal because it's very easy to get sidetracked sometimes. And uh, like I said, with uh, all the extra stuff that's going on, sometimes you can really kind of find yourself off the road a little bit. So I think it's good to stop every once in a while, take a look back, see where you came from and where you're, you're wanting to go. Hey, and sometimes, you know, maybe you'll even be in the middle of your path and decide that you actually don't want that same thing that you wanted when you first started out. And hopefully it's not going to skew you too much, but you know, maybe you will have to kind of change your pathway a little bit to get to the new goal that you want. But sometimes it takes that. And I think this is a good example for those of you who may be in school. When you first go to school, when I first went in school, I had no clue what I wanted to do. As soon as I did one thing like use Photoshop, well, I wanted to do a job using Photoshop. As soon as I learned 3D, I was like, man, I want to do 3D for my job. So, I mean, it's it's one of these things that hopefully you don't hop around that much. And I actually eventually found out what I wanted to do. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't me hopping around that much. But I think sometimes you have to get yourself in there. You have to immerse yourself in these things to really figure out what it is you want to do. And it'll it'll make your goal that much clearer. But you have to be realistic about it as well. You can't want to do everything that you learn because you're going to learn a lot of things. You want to stay on that path, though. You want to get to that ultimate goal. And to do that, you got to make sure that you're on the right path. So I think reflection is a good way to do that. I guess the final thing, final thing that I'll say about this as well is when you, if you finally reach that goal, if you finish everything that you set out to finish, which in the project, obviously, we usually do. Make sure you're satisfied with that. And if you're not, and in many cases, maybe you won't be because you're going to grow a lot from point A to point Z when you hit that marker, when you, you finally achieve that, what you wanted to achieve, it might be a letdown. 
maybe you want more now, which is going to be totally awesome. You need to, you know, reassess and just go through that same process. And, uh, I think again, going back to the reflection thing though, when you do reach that goal, if you've set a very specific goal for yourself and you reach that, definitely take some time to enjoy it. Even if you now have bigger goals above that, which in many cases, I'm sure you will make sure you take the time to reflect on that and enjoy that success because everything that we set out to do that we achieve really kind of builds us up, makes us stronger, not only as designers, but also as human beings. Now that's what I call a rookie mistake. My mistake actually kind of relates to what I was just talking about. Um, and that is don't lose sight of what is important. And that's kind of going back to this whole pathway thing that we set up a certain path to get to the goals, the ultimate goals that we want to achieve. And sometimes you get sidetracked. As I said, you know, with my full-time job, with my freelancing on the side, a lot of times I find myself with no time. I end up doing different jobs uh, that maybe don't relate to, you know, my ultimate goal, which I shared with you is actually education. And most of this stuff doesn't. Nothing that I do at my full-time job really relates to that other than the fact that, you know, I still learn things all the time, which helps me. But in general, you know, that's not moving towards the, the goal that I set for myself. Same thing with the freelance. The freelance teaches me many things because the more projects you do, you know, the more you learn. You get in, in situations where you need solutions you haven't figured out yet. And that teaches you things, which is always good. And it also teaches me techniques, which actually is going to kind of further my achievement of my goals, but it's not directly related. And uh, sometimes you're going to get thrown off in these tangents. Sometimes you're going to have a job that you don't necessarily like or doesn't really fit what you really wanted to be doing. But these are just the stepping stones. You just, I think if you really keep that ultimate goal in your sights, you know, you're not always going to be moving straight towards it. But as, as long as it's still there and you feel you're moving in you know, generally the right direction, I think you're going to be okay, but just make sure that you, you keep that in mind. Uh, don't, don't have this attitude that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm off in this direction. Now I should just do this instead. You know, you don't want to kind of throw your goals away just because, you know, something happened along the way and you got sidetracked. If there's something that you want to do, then you need to make sure that that happens. You need to make sure that you're always moving towards that. And, uh, there's no compromise. You can't compromise in life because it, you're just going to end up disappointed when, when you get to that point or when you get older and, uh, you don't want that. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. For the bullpen, we have a new thing here, which I actually just saw an ad for. It's kind of old and kind of new at the same time. If you've ever read Layers Magazine, which I actually get, very good magazine. It's about everything Adobe, which is most of the software we use these days. Uh, they actually have Layers TV now, uh, kind of similar to the Photoshop TV. But if you go to layersmagazine.com slash TV, then you can actually watch videos. And uh, it's the how-to podcast for everything Adobe, it says. So basically tutorials and stuff like that. And you can never have enough of those. So uh, I don't think I have to tell you twice to go check this out. But uh, once again, that's layersmagazine.com slash TV. 
All right, so one more time, tell a friend program. Please spread the word about Ricky Designer. Let the people out there know that need to know about it, and uh, we can get more great designers in this community to talk to. If you want to contact me, you can do so via email at adam at rookiedesigner.com. You can go to myspace.com slash rookiedesigner. You can Skype me at username titanstrides, or you can go to the forum. Let me just... uh, Kind of put something out about the forum. I actually haven't had much time to be on the forum lately, but I do want to encourage everybody to still go there because there are tons of excellent designers up there constantly doing things. Ooh, I totally forgot too. Um, God, let me find this because this is good. Um, I'm going to actually should tell you something about something from the forum, which is being headed up by one of our members, Kitty figure out where she put it anyways it's called design challenges i believe it is in the lounge which is just one of the folders that's on the forums and in there there's a sticky at the very top that is called design challenge number one so this is uh this is just an idea from some of the people up on the forums that they'll basically give you something to design they'll give you an idea of a project basically and then you'll go ahead and design it and uh, i don't know if we figured out all the logistics of how we're going to be able to like maybe put them up and have everybody all be able to see each other's but here's the first one anyways um it says you may use the app of your choice but you have to tell us what app only one so no going between illustrator and photoshop and vice versa you're not supposed to use old work. Don't reuse your old work. So you're, tr- you're trying to make something original here. And uh, they want you to comment on other people's work. So I'm guessing what they're just going to do is have you post it in this actual forum. And it says you have until November 15th. The challenge is design a logo for a publishing company named Publicool. So basically, I think they're going to what maybe do this twice a month, looks like. We have until the 15th, which actually isn't long from now. It's already the 8th when you're listening to this. If you're listening to it on the first day, that is. So you have until the 15th. You're making a logo for a publishing company called Public Cool, and you can only use one application. And then you're going to post it up in here, I'm guessing. So let's see. Um, where was I anyways, though? The forum great place as you can see there's there's people up there that are that are really helpful really want to uh, further the the skills and the careers of everybody that's up there so uh, i haven't been had an opportunity to be up there a whole lot but there are definitely people up there that can answer answer some questions for you as well all right finally the contest once again is going until december 1st that is the cutoff you need to go to rookiedesigner.com you need to click on the support button there and then there's a big long button at the top under the let, let us know what you think that says take the survey now. Click on that, fill out the the survey and press the send button and you are entered in the contest to win all the great prizes. All right, that's it. Uh, I hope this was an, at least an interesting one for you and we will be talking to you in two weeks. And thank you again for listening. Thank you for subscribing and uh, dealing with all the problems that I go through <laughs> every once in a while and for spreading the word about Rookie Designer. And just remember, everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's high.
Oh, I'm sweet talking on the telephone. 